listening here to NL Newsday. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now, it is never an easy situation when you're dealing with workplace harassment or discrimination, but unfortunately, it is something that probably takes place a lot more than anyone would like to admit. So if someone finds themselves in that situation, what are the first steps that they should take? Well, let's get some answers as it's time now for a call from the bar with Carrie Priddle, brought to you by Priddle Law Group, serving Kamloops and the surrounding areas. They have the right lawyer for your situation. Priddle Law Group, your lawyers for life. Carrie, how you doing here this afternoon? I'm great, Jeff. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks, as always, for taking the time. Really appreciate this. So let, let's just get right into it here. If, if someone is suffering from workplace harassment or discrimination, what are the first steps that they should take. I imagine people, if they're dealing with this kind of an issue, their mind's probably in a hundred different places. So what should be the first thing that they should do? First thing they should do is gather the facts and write it down with dates and times and locations, the names of the parties involved and what those people's position is in the, in the um, employment situation, and then a thorough description of what transpired. As well, if there's any emails or paperwork or photographs, they should be making hard copies of those by printing them and keeping them with their detailed notes. And don't rely on electronic copies. Those could be lost, they could be erased, or if it's an employment situation, access can be denied of those and then they've lost their evidence. Um, next, if, if the employee feels comfortable and safe, they should be just speaking to the harasser directly or asking mm -hmm. them to stop. Um, but that isn't often the case. They don't feel comfortable. And, and so whether or not they, they speak to the harasser, the, um, they should be consulting their workplace bullying and harassment policy. Every employee or employer is supposed to have one of these. Small businesses may be a little less so or a little more um, fluid, but certainly larger companies do. And that policy should tell them who to speak to about their concerns, how to make a formal complaint, and as well it'll describe the steps the employer will take in response to the complaint. Most of those policies set out the privacy and confidentiality rights as well. And then if work doesn't have a policy, they should be bringing their complaint to a manager or someone in HR that they feel comfortable speaking with. Um, in a different situation, if you're a member of a union, then they should be speaking to their union representative. And they also may choose to do that before they take their concerns to the employer, get that union representative involved. And I know that it's also the employer's obligation to be addressing the problem. The union can really play an important role here because they can help communicate with the employer and they can also explain the employee's rights, including the privacy and human rights. And also there might be a collective agreement that sets out those procedures. And so prior to divulging any details though about the situation to either HR or the union rep, asking them to actually explain the process to the employee that's going to be followed if a complaint is filed and what type of resolution to expect, just in case the, the, the process is something that isn't going to work for the employee. So note-taking and having hard copies of, of anything that might pertain to your situation, step one, obviously very important to make sure you have that paper trail. And, and then you mentioned a number of different places that individuals could turn to, right? Whether it's um, human resources or a union rep 
or maybe their employer directly. But would it be better, do you think, to consult a lawyer first? Because, you know, you offer free consultations, so maybe they would be able to help you see which is the best direction to go. And I imagine if it's pretty severe, a lawyer might be the person you want to get involved. But if it's less severe, maybe the lawyer will say, hey, we don't need to take legal action just yet. Maybe try another area first. Well, an initial consultation with a lawyer is always advisable in an environment when the harassed or the discriminated employee does not feel safe or supported by their employer. And it's always a, it's a really good way to make sure that the employee has gathered all of the facts and determined what the next reasonable steps are. The initial consultation can give the employee a roadmap about what to do next, and it can also help them determine what their rights are and what outcomes they can expect. But having said that, speaking to the HR department or the union first may result in a satisfactory resolution without incurring those legal fees. And as well, the complaint, if they, they go to their HR department or their union, is going to be documented at the place of employment, which acts as evidence if there's going to be a legal action in the future. You mentioned, you know, uh, maybe going to the HR department first or your union representative first, and that would be a, you know, a good place to potentially start without incurring any costs for legal representation. Um, what would be the cost, though, if if someone were to kind of take the next steps and take the legal route on this? Lawyers charge an hourly rate. Uh, usually, it's between two and four hundred dollars an hour, depending on that lawyer's experience uh, in the area, and the employee can expect. Um, to spend between, you know, $500 and $1,000 for a, a full consultation and a letter to the employer setting out the facts in the employee's position or an opinion letter to the employee which sets out their options and a roadmap if they want to take on some of the steps themselves. And then if that doesn't resolve the problem, uh, a court or a tribunal action may be required and then the cost will again just be the, the hour, hourly rate of the lawyer. Okay. Um are there different legal venues for addressing losses or damages from discrimination or harassment in the workplace? What are the like op, um, avenues that one could take? There's several routes an employee can take um, if it's not dealt with satisfactory um, in a satisfactory manner. The first is the Human Rights Tribunal or the Canadian Human Rights Commission, depending on if the workplace is provincial or federal. And that tribunal assists those who have been subject to discrimination based on a number of set out factors um, that are quite well known, race, color, ancestry, place of origin, age, sex, gender identity, marital status, political belief, religion, those sorts of things. Uh, the civil courts, uh, our court lawsuits, are that those are for constructive dismissal or breach of contract for failure to provide a safe work environment. And that option is more likely to be accessed by non-unionized employees. Um, unionized employees are generally not permitted to access the courts, actually. Okay. They have to deal with um, either the, under the Labor Relations Code and the Labor Relations Board. And so they have strict jurisdiction over union matters because of collective agreements and that sort of thing. Uh, WorkSafe BC and short or long-term disability are also available for employees who become ill as a result of that workplace harassment or discrimination. Right. And then as well, there's EI, if you become ill or you feel obligated to quit your job or you're fired as a result of that harassing behavior. And then finally, there's criminal charges that are open to employees who've been sexually or physically harassed or assaulted. So there are, there's a number of routes that people can take and, all, and some of them at the same time. 
Yeah, so, I mean, there's a, a bunch of stuff to go over there. I mean, what can a person actually hope to achieve then by raising harassment and discrimination in the workplace? Like, I mean, is it is it financial? You mentioned, obviously, potential for criminal charges, depending on how bad the situation is. Um, you know, maybe you want to be able to uh, leave your place of work because you feel unsafe, but also, you know, need the money in order to uh, continue to live. I mean, what what are some of the potential outcomes that could be arising from dealing with this type of a situation that would actually be beneficial to the complainant? I always say that there's two goals. The first goal is a safer work environment and the resolution of the harassment or the discrimination. And so one would hope that that would include bringing awareness to the behavior and then stopping it from continuing to happen to that employee or any future employees. And the second goal would be compensation for any losses that are suffered by the employee as a result of the harassment or discrimination. Often the employee in that situation is suffering psychologically or physically, and so they're gonna require counseling or some medical attention. And the cost of those services, as well as the employee's wage loss during that treatment or the recovery is the expense that one would hope to achieve through this process. And if the employee simply can't return to the employment due to that harassment or discrimination, and they have to seek retraining or new employment, and also the wage loss during the time period it takes to find a comparable replacement position is also what one would hope to achieve under that overarching second goal of compensation. And and what happens to the person who was the harasser in this type of a situation? Obviously, if it results in, in criminal charges, that obviously falls on the individual. But outside of that, is it generally the workplace that kind of has to deal with the aftermath? Is it, you know, they're the ones who are probably going to have to do the payouts or whatever financial repercussions come with the resolution of, of a situation involving harassment or discrimination in the workplace? So how much... Um, blame does the actual harasser end up taking if uh, depending on how the the outcome of a situation well if 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 the harassment isn't easily corrected then they the harasser may lose their job and and rightfully so um the the obligation of the employer is to provide a safe working environment for all of its employees and so if you have one person harassing everyone else obviously that person is the one that has to go uh, you can't have a we keep the bully and, and all the bullied people have to go. That just mm-hmm. simply isn't fair. Um, however, the at the end of the day, the empo- the buck stops with the employer. The employer is responsible for everybody's safety and well-being, and so they have to be monitoring these situations and making sure that everyone is safe. And so, if harassment or discrimination is being brought to the employer, they're going to ultimately do the payouts or deal with the the situation and the cost of that. Well, it sounds like it would be a, a pretty complex situation, but one that if you find yourself in this type of a, a workplace environment that you definitely want to get figured out. But uh, obviously a lot of repercussions can come from this, um, but obviously important for anyone to feel safe in their workplace. So a number of tips there if someone is finding themselves in, in a situation where they're being harassed or discriminated against within their place of work. Uh, Carrie, I think this is a great start and um, lots to go over here. So appreciate this time as always. Thank you so much. We'll do it again next week. Thank you so much, Jeff. Awesome stuff. Carrie Priddle right there from Priddle Law Group. A call from the bar with Carrie Priddle brought to you by Priddle Law Group. Serving Kamloops and the surrounding areas, they have the right lawyer for your situation. Priddle Law Group, your lawyers for life.